Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. To celebrate International Women's Day this morning, we've decided to bring on just three of the many inspirational Limerick women that we know on this show. Jen Ronan, a Limerick blogger who's opened up about dealing with mental health issues. Jean Tierney, formerly a participant in ORT's Operation Transformation. Jen won the hearts of viewers as she opened up about baby loss and struggling with weight. And Tracy Corbett Lynch, whose brother Jason was brutally murdered in the US. Tracy wrote the book My Brother Jason, which details the story and her fight to bring uh, two children back home from America and we've talked to them all over the years about some of those individual issues and we're delighted to have them on the show to kick off our coverage of International Women's Day. Good morning to you all and you are very welcome. Just as a a matter of uh, interest, um, Jen, since we're talking about Harry and Meghan versus the royal family, do you think there's any lessons for empowerment or female empowerment in the midst of that? Or is it just another tabloid-type um, royal scandal? Good morning. Hello. Morning, Jen. Jean, is it for Jean or Jen? Either of you, I suppose. But Jen, <laughs> I was asking Jen, and then I'm happy to talk to Jean after that. Good morning, Joe Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Is, is Jen on the line? No, I don't know why we can't hear. Jean, hello, I'm you? here. Sorry, hi, Joe. Hi, sorry. Joe. Sorry. Hi, hi, guys. How, how, are we, how are we doing? Sorry, sorry, my my face muted my phone. Ah, okay, that explains it. Um, so, did I you hear the question? I did, I did. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think they haven't had such a good scandal in years. You know, like in the nineties, there was always a bit of a scandal with Sarah Ferguson and Di. And I think you know the the English ones in particular, like, oh, finally something they can get their teeth into again. Um, but I think you know, poor old Megan, she's definitely a woman of the time, isn't she? And I think she stands against the old protocol, the old guard. You know, I think they call the royal family the firm, don't they? So they're quite a force to be reckoned with. And I think Megan coming in is definitely, she's definitely a modern woman, you know, and I hate using that phrase because it sounds old in itself. But um, I think that she's kind of stood her ground. She's been a lot more forceful than a lot of women have been in the family. You know, she stood up and said, no, I'm not putting up with this. And Harry as well is quite, I think because he's not as cocooned as, say, the the the, the immediate heirs to the throne, he's got, he's always had a little bit more freedom, you know, as the second in line or whatever. So, I think he's been a bit uh, more, I don't know, exposed to the word, not afraid to sort of step outside, you know, um, hearing that clip, him talking and actually saying it, that, you know, his his brother and his father are trapped and he's not, I think was very refreshing. It's not something you would have heard from royals before. Jean? Yeah, I, I have to agree with Jean there completely. I think listening to that clip was very, very powerful. I think even mm. Megan speaking and just saying, you know, the fact that they were afraid what colour the baby's skin would be, well, to me, I'm like, oh my God, would it really matter? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. once you have someone that's there and they can be loved, like, that should just be the most important. But definitely, Harry's saying, you know, that he had the ability to be able to move out of that circle and look after his wife and his children, I think, is very powerful. Mm. What do you think, uh, Tracy? Um, well, I suppose I agree as well with uh, the two girls before me. I think it's just so important um, to hear someone in such a position of influence speaking out. Um, and uh, I suppose it will help encourage other people as well to feel women to feel more empowered um, as well. I'd like to also wish all your listeners happy International Women's Day. 
um, as well, Joe, and just encourage them wherever they are, be it at home or taking a walk or just take a moment and I suppose I'll acknowledge everything that we have achieved and, and how incredible we really are and how far we have come um, in today in particular and thanks for giving us the opportunity to come on. Mm. The other thing, of course, is that the Harry and Meghan saga ties into social media because it'll be a mm. huge topic there all through today and the portrayal of women um, and the treatment of women on social media, Tracy. Yeah, I suppose, look, I just, I feel that as women, we assume so many different responsibilities as daughters and wives and mothers and workers and members in society. And there's just so many international studies that demonstrate that when the economy or political organisations of a society changes, it's women that take the lead, um, be it on social media or helping the family adjust to new realities and and challenges. And gender roles are really influenced by the media and family and the environment and society. So for me as a mother, I think one of the most important roles as an educator is um, to my daughter. Um, and as I think women are the primary caretakers of children and there's about 80% of our teachers are women. So I think we definitely have more options open to us now as women. Though when I was younger, nobody even asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up and college wasn't an option or um, you know, even being encouraged in school or at home. So I think my feed, I feel my my key role, I suppose, is to encourage my children to learn and explore the world and to set good examples and to use their voice as well. So social media has a positive impact. Obviously, there there is the darker side of it as well. Yeah, and Jen Ronan, as a blogger yourself, do you note misogyny on social media? Um. I do a bit, I suppose. I haven't really experienced too much of it. Um, I think I was watching, I was looking through other women, say like Eliza O'Donovan now, who's uh, an absolute gem of a woman. She's real powerhouse in uh, like Limerick politics as a counsellor and stuff. She spoke out recently about the abuse that she's been getting, particularly from men. Now, all politicians will get abused. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get abused if you're a politician. But I find it, and she found as well, that the nature of the abuse is quite different. It gets very personal, very vicious. Um, and a lot of women say who've had abuse and stuff online, it, it becomes of a very, like about the appearance, about, you know, sexuality. A lot of the uh, women who spoke out about um, the gaming uh, community a couple of years back and highlighting the abuse and the difference with, with women in gaming um, said that they're, uh, they, the form of abuse that they got was much more vicious and sexually aggressive than it would have been if it had been a man. A lot of it is, you know, men would be physically threatened or all that kind of thing. But a lot of the women, it was it was based on sexual threatening stuff that they were getting in their private inboxes and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff, I think, needs to be highlighted, the difference. like you're, I think if you're online at all, you're going to get abuse. If you're any kind of a public figure, you're going to get some kind of, um, any kind of attention. But I think it's the nature of the attention that, that warrants highlighting for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that there's been a lot more calling out of this behaviour by the women themselves, but also by a lot of men are starting as well to be more vocal about you know, saying it's not cool, don't be doing this kind of thing, you know, and it would be great to see more of that happening. I think it needs to, you know, the call out um, culture, I think, is is thriving. And I think that needs to keep going as well. Like if it's not happening to you, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. And I think people need to, you know, call out stuff, even if it's not happening to them, say, look, this isn't okay, you know. 
Yeah, we're chatting to Jen Ronan, Jean Tierney and Tracy Corbett-Lynch on this International Women's Day. And Jean, you, you had that public profile around Operation Transformation and that would have been on social media as well, of course. Yes, um, indeed it was. In fairness, the RT team and the guys around Operation Transformation would have sat us down very much before it and advised us to stay off of social media because everyone has an opinion and like as Jen and Tracy said, you know, there's a lot of keyboard workers out there probably too who, you know, can feel a little bit more power to be able to say stuff behind a screen or on social. Um, and we would have been warned very much against that, like not to look at it. And plus, things can be edited to look a certain way <laughs> while they may not seem that way, you know. Um, but yes, I suppose the profile was good. It was good to get a chance to get out there and highlight some issues. And I think on International Women's Day, it really is about that point that, you know, Jen was even saying, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it isn't happening out there. And it's really about equality and equal rights. We're not saying, you know, we want to be everything a man is or a man doesn't want to be everything a woman is. But it is really about the fact that while things might be good for us here in Ireland, in other parts of the world, it might not be so good. So it's mm. good to highlight those issues on a day like today and speak out. Yeah. Uh, and Tracy, your thoughts on women and health care here in Ireland, not to mention elsewhere. We've had scandals, of course, continue over the years. Yeah, um, hearing the stories about the mother and baby homes just show how much those issues are still affecting people. And it really horrified me to let women have to go to get information. And, you know, as a mom myself of a teenage daughter, Vicky Phelan and so many others have just been so brave. Um, actually, one of the things that affected uh, my daughter, um, Sarah, so much was um, Emma Vixahuna. Um, Sarah's concern for how her children would cope after losing a parent was one of the reasons why she decided to write about coping with loss and bereavement. And I, I think we really need to put a sustained focus on the gaps that may exist in services and driving the change that no more women like Emma or Laura Brennan and Ruth Morrison so many more who have lost their, their lives for and we have to stand in solidarity as well I think with, with Lindsay Bennett and Vicky Phelan and just so many others who've been so active and calling for change publicly these women this just can't be on in spite of their own personal hardships and you know they're just true leaders they've changed things for the better for women in Ireland and they're just unbelievably brave you know yeah and Gina, I know you would have concerns around sport and the move towards equality there for women. Yeah, I think I was, I went, I was speaking to Megan the other day. Like I'd be out there doing a small bit of exercise myself. I wouldn't be the biggest person to be out playing football or hurling on the field or anything like that. But I think it was interesting last year, you know, there was that whole thing around 2020, getting, you know, more participation for women's sports and it more visible. Um, but at the end of the day, you would see like a packed Crow Park for a men's hurling semi-final or final or whatever was going on. But if it was women's, it wouldn't be or it might not get traction on television that men's would. And I suppose there are things that we still have to build towards is that equality of, you know, just because you're a female, it doesn't mean that you're any less good at that sport. Um, but it's just something that will change. And I think it will. I think over time it will come there. But right now we need to put a focus on it to just get our kids out there, get them healthy and let them know that, you know, as time goes on, they are as equal as other people within that sporting arena. Yeah. 
And Jen Ronan, I was about to ask anyway about equality and the journey towards equality in general for women on International Women's Day. But interestingly, Aoife has WhatsApped us on 0861239595 with dinnersready.ie to say, Joe, there are men in offices who roll their eyes to heaven when they hear International Women's Day being mentioned. That's still a fact even today, says Aoife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have we have like a bit of equality, but I think all of the stuff that's happening, it doesn't mean that it's, it's only happening now. I think that the fact that we have so much access to all information and social media, it just means that all of the negative stuff is being called out all at once. So it feels like we're standing at the, the foot of Mount Everest. You're looking up at all of this thing and it didn't happen overnight. This is stuff that's been happening for generations and generations. So now I feel like the, the more access that we have to information and, and history, and all of the stuff, like the mother and baby homes all being uncovered, um, it just means that we, we know more. So when we know better, we do better. And I think with the equality, especially I was looking at the stats for domestic violence in particular, and obviously with the year in lockdown and everything, there's been a lot more concern about domestic violence because lots of people are locked in houses with you know partners who are abusive uh, for more hours per day than they would normally be. And uh, I read that, you know, the number of calls related to domestic violence is up 25%. That was in June of 2020. Um, and a ho- over 100 people were charged in the last two weeks in May because they started to crack down more. on. Now, it doesn't say the balance of men and women in it. I know there's a lot of domestic violence circling around men as well. But I think that um, stuff like revenge porn now being illegal and course of control now being a part of the law, I think they're huge steps in um, trying to battle the inequalities and the stuff that, you know, it is, it is mostly women. We just have to face that, that it is. Um, so these kind of things being actually brought in, it shows that the concerns and the different levels of abuse doesn't have to be a slap in the face. You know, that there's other types of abuse. The recognition that there's other types of abuse out there will be huge in terms of empowering women and recognising the different ways that, you know, abuse and control can take hold. So stuff like that, I think, really highlights how equality is. It's starting to get in bit by bit and it's starting to become part of our infrastructure you know, so as long as it keeps going, I think we'll be on the right track. Mm. Tracy, what about the role of young men in society uh, today and, you know, their journey alongside young women? Yeah, I think, um, you know, well, at the weekend I was on the phone to my dad. Uh, he's 85 and he told me to give him a minute. Um, and he came back on the phone a few minutes later and said he had to rotate the washing on the line as there was great drain out so drying out. So I think that demonstrates we can make changes at any stages in life as well. But um Are you saying I, that's something that he started to do later in life then? Uh, he did, yeah. My my mom passed from COVID last May, so they've been together for, you know, sixty five plus years. So it was a huge, you know, obviously in losing his life partner, but you know, the practicalities and you know, living alone and having to do things for himself. So, and he's he's coping quite well around that. So, um, I really feel for the youth of today, though, and just the challenges that they face. You know, it's it's difficult enough in this digital era, and I suppose we have our own particular challenges around that in our own circumstances. But then we have the pandemic on top of that, which has just caused chaos, I think, with the natural order of things in terms of uh, the rite of passage, you know, I, I think it was almost easier for us when we were young and parents didn't even know where we were and <laughs> we were going out and told to be home at whatever time. And we just had the freedom to explore and learn to make mistakes. Now it's just 
all out there and just so much more complicated. Everything is visible online. Then there's all the friendships and relationships that have been incredibly difficult for teens to nurture um, through the pandemic. So I have three teenagers going to three different schools, um, you know, which is <laughs> it's really busy inside in our own household trying to get studying and that done as well. So I think some of the core values that we really have to instill in our um, children and young men is just the respect for themselves and respect for the world around them as well. Yeah. And Jen, do you think that uh, lockdown has highlighted the divisions when it comes to labour, for example, in the home, who's doing the work and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I've heard loads of uh, little anecdotes from friends who shall remain nameless that, um, you know, when the, the, the mum and dad are at home and the kids are at home, it's still kind of assumed that the mummy will do the, you know, the lion's share of the work in terms of the kids and stuff like that. Um, but I think that's, that's a habit that needs to be unlearned. I don't think it's, a, it's you know, that comes from, you know, the patriarchy, the P words and all that kind of thing. It's, but once it's at home, um, but also it's, it's sort of uh, unfair on the men as well. Like let them have a chance. It's co-parenting. It's not, you know, a lot of the times there is an assumption back in the day as well that, you know, a dad was a secondary parent because he was seen as being out earning. Um, and the mom was at home, so the dad was the secondary. But that shouldn't be the case at all. And I think I'm I'm seeing um, that it's not the case in a lot of my friends' relationships now, that there's a, a concerted effort on both parts, on both the, the man and the woman in the relationship to make sure that they're seen as a co-parent, like not threatening one with the other. You know, wait till your father gets home. It immediately says that, you know, well, I have only so much discipline, but when he gets home, things are going, you know, that was the threat that was at my house. Back in the day, you know, like if, if man couldn't get things done or we were standing our ground and having a fun, the final thing was wait your father gets home and that would usually, you know, get things back in gear. But now I think it's more about co-parenting. Um, I heard like my, my friend of mine who he recently, they recently had a baby and he was working in the event that I was working at and he came in with the baby um, and, you know, herself was away and somebody said, oh, are you babysitting today? And he looked and said, no, I'm parenting. And I thought that was brilliant. You know, it's not something that... Uh, <laughs> You'd seen very often, but he actually goes, well, no, I'm not a babysitter, I'm the father. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the pandemic has really brought the discussion into focus more around the work-life balance um, in family units. The pandemic for us has particularly thrown up challenges, you know, where we all have to discuss and, you know, what do we do? The school closures, the change of levels from three to five, caring for our loved ones and the factors outside of our control that we all have to deal with is families like practical things like how do I find space for computers and three teams and myself to work and the emails are on and you know you have to include exercise and the isolation of older people the monotony of the 5k and um, mm. so really it does you know you need that balancing at home and work and raising children is hard work for women and in our house we definitely have a shared approach to responsibility <laughs> which includes our sometimes reluctant children yeah, sure, uh, sure. which kind of helps us around sharing the responsibility um, And Jean, do you think it's still hard for women to talk about the loss of a child? Yeah, I, I think it is and I think like in this International Women's Day the team for 2021 is hashtag choose the challenge and it's really about challenging that status quo so I suppose you know, a lot of what's been said there are Marie the texting, you know, the men throwing their eyes up to heaven. And um, there is an International Men's Day as well. I think it's in November, just putting that out there for any man that may be. <laughs> um, but, Every day uh, is International Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, you know, that, that that chance to talk and speak about child loss, yes, and, you know, there's a lot highlighted of mother and baby homes and 
uh, people having miscarriages or stillborns or, you know, neonatal deaths, which I've experienced. Um, it is still quite hard to talk about it because people don't know what to say to you. And, and even when you do have a child, they kind of think, oh, sure, she's, they're fine now. You know, they have another child. So we don't need to mention the one that's not here. But you, you do, because actually when you have another child, it highlights the loss even more. And that, that goes for anything. It doesn't even have to be about child. It can be about, you know, mm-hmm. partner or parent. It can go for anything. And likewise, I think when we do talk about choose, like choose to challenge and that status quo, as women, to be empowering, we need to empower men too. And, you know, it's about talking, letting the men talk about the fact that they are hurting from child loss or partner loss or whatever type of loss it may be. And yeah. particularly, I think as everyone has said, in these times of pandemic, you know, mental health is so important. We're not getting a chance to go out and talk to others or meet people. Like our kids are being affected. We're being affected. We're not getting to see our friends, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I do think the years to come, we just need to kind of kill that status quo and go, look, we're all in this together. Let's be equals. Let's talk up and let's just empower yeah. each other. And, and finally, uh, the most inspirational woman in each of your lives, starting with you, Jean. Oh, me? Well, it would definitely have to be the people I surround myself with, my mum and my nan. Because my mum has always been there for me and the way she handles things is just so empowering. She just is there in the background to show me how to be there if I need her. And otherwise, she just gets on with things and I just find that just inspirational. Tracy? Uh, My mother, uh, my daughter, my sister, and again, the, the women who surround me and those who step outside, I suppose, you know, and speak up for other people, you know, particularly the likes of, of Vicky Phelan, um, huge, huge um, admiration for such inspirational people. Mm. Jen? All of the women's, all of the women's. Uh, my mom, who passed away, she's gone eight years now, but she raised us from when I was 15 um, with the two girls. So she always taught us that we can stand on our own two feet and she showed us that, you know, you don't need to be attached to someone to make things happen and my sister and all the women I see on Twitter calling out stuff. Yeah, we're all we're all heroes. Great. To be big of ourselves <laughs> today, you know. We have to. Uh, absolutely well listen thank you uh, all very much the three of you three inspirational Limerick women of many that we chat to on this show uh, from time to time Uh, thank you to Jen Ronan to Jean Tierney and to Tracy Corbett Lynch and that uh, kicks off uh, our coverage of International Women's Day on Limerick Today but we will have much more between now and midday Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.